0: Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of Rabbi Avi Havivi's weekly Sidur class. What we're going to look at today is the version of the first bracha of the Shema, the Yotzera version for Shabbat. We're going to compare it in our minds to the weekday version. If you want, well, if you have two Sidurim, you can have them side by side. If you have one Sidurim, you have to flip back and forth. So what we're going to have in mind is the weekday version is we encounter God in nature. And the example of nature that is most obvious in the morning is the sun comes up and it's daytime. And we talked a lot about how the first bracha on weekday talks about the heavenly bodies which are seen as God's hosts, which means God's armies. And if we have time, I might get to tell you about the word host, because I looked it up. Why does host mean army? So we start out with the bracha, Baruch atah Hashem al Yotzer or uvorei cho shechosei shalom uvorei hakol. It start, The opening blessing is the same. And then we see right away that the essay starts differently. Rather than hameir la'aretz v'adarim haolea Mim, it's hakol yoducha. So God, everyone praises you, and everyone says, Ein kadosh Kashem ka No one is as holy as God. Right away, by the way, that raises the question, Who is the hakol? Who praises God? You're right. First I thought it was rhetorical, but then I said, no, we should ask it. So what are the possibilities? Who could Hakol be? Larry. Larry had a thought. Uh, I'll answer the question, but I also have a a question. All is all of humanity, all creatures, all beings. Which are three different things I just want to point out. Correct. Um, those are three totally different possibilities. So all of humanity could be humans, could be all people should. It could be all living creatures should. But because we know this blessing is also going to be about the heavenly array somewhere in it, it could be all created entities. So, so this may answer my, my question itself. Yeah. I find it interesting that it's hardcore. And not simply coal. So maybe the secret is in the the, def- the definite article "ha." Huh? Okay. Uh, normally we don't say "the." All. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. You're, I'm not sure you're right. Sorry, there, Ed. I mean, I think the only alternative in correct Hebrew would be to say Kulam. Vered, you're muted. You have to unmute. Kulam Yoducha. I don't think you could say Kol Yoducha. You could say Kulam Yoducha or Hakol. Vered, you have to unmute. Vered, unmute. Yes, you're right. Hakol or Kulam. You cannot say in proper Hebrew that Kol Yoducha. By the way, to support Larry's theory of it could mean all humanity, all creatures, or all of the universe. I'd like to s- point out that there are three of them. Here's Rena from Tzvat, coming. God. Right? Hakol Hakol So Larry, I would say in favor of your three possibilities, there are three Hakols, so we can make up a story that it's humanity, creatures, all living things, entire universe. Ilana, what were you saying before? Oh, um, just just to, I mean, I think it's already been um, suggested that it's not just humanity, it's not just people, but it's uh, broader than that. It's all living creatures, which is interesting because you say you all know, declare. not I'm reading from the English, obviously, but Yomiru. So, does that mean speak like in language? Or does that mean, um, I don't know, speak in a <clears throat> in a broader sense and I'll exalt you? Does that mean, for example, the, the leaves that come out, the light that comes out, is that a kind of exaltation? And we'll see later on, we might make it there today or we might not, that actually the heavenly bodies are, I was going to say imagined, but that's a pejorative word, they are depicted as also being alive and having intelligence. So our modern formulation would be, well, are we talking about people who speak, or, or, or are we talking about non-speaking, non-conscious entities, which could be the leaves or the planets, right? Um, We'll see later on for the author here, the planets have intelligence. Okay, they are beings also. Um, uh, I also want to refer people to, um, you can take a look someday later on at Psalm 19. Psalm 19 says, uh, the heavens declare the glories of the earth. And it says they communicate day to day, communicates with each other without a word, without a sound. Meaning, the heavens and the earth and the sky also praise God, even though without language, without human words. So, just let's keep it broad for the moment. I think. Yep. I just want to note that Yosef say' Ov in the daily one, we go off of Bahamehir, so we focus in on the life. Yeah. And here it says, O Shalom HaKol. And here what we do is we focus in on HaKol. So the first, the brachal leads us off either way, but the focus ends up being one or the other part of it. By the way, good. And why, for the Shabbat version, why might it lead into HaKol? What does Shabbat commemorate? Creation. Shabbat. Shabbat commemorates Shabbat, right? Shabbat commemorates which day of creation? Shabbat. The seventh day, right? So Shabbat commemorates the seventh day when God didn't make anything. God just, you know, we we imagine God sort of taking it all in as it were, okay? And that might be, that could be a reason for a lead-in to Hakol. It's just a thought. Well, it's is it the completion, or is it just like God saying, okay, it's complete, it's full in? Yeah, but my point being the, the, that the, the 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 creation of Shabbat is just, the creative act of Shabbat is the non-creation, just the appreciation of all that is. So maybe that's why we leave with Hakol. Don't know. She might be right, because uh-huh. or, the first day of creation is Or. Yeah. And Hakol would be after all of creation. Yeah. Right, right, okay. So Hakol Yeromamu Hasalei Yotzer Hakol. Right. So everything praises you, you who created everything. Which certainly, hold on, Larry. Which certainly makes us think that we're not just talking about humanity, right? Because when we, again, when we're talk, when we use any of these keywords, Yotzer, Ose or Bore, those three right. verbs, that takes us back to. The creation story, Breshi chapter one. Okay? So everything praises, so I think I would translate here, not everyone, which implies people, but everything praises you, O creator of everything. Ha'el, the God. Now we get more specific. Now we connect it to mourning. Ha'poteach bechol yom daltoch sha'arei mizrach. I love this. Right, so in the human imagination of the author, what is God doing? What's the God is doing a physical act? Opening the door. He like opened the blind it's just like you open the blinds in the morning and the sun comes in, right? So this suggests again from the human standpoint that the sun is hanging out right there, stage east. OK, and all God does is open the doors and the sun comes out again. This is, you know, pre pre uh, pre Copernican uh, understanding of how the universe works. OK, so God, you open the doors every morning. It's like God is the shamus kind of right. Uvokea kea rakia. <speaking> And opens the windows of heaven again. So, the, in, the, in the human imagination, um, it's dark at night. Why does it get light? Because someone opened a window. Okay. So God opens the windows of heaven. Motzi chama ulvanami mechon shivta. God who takes the sun out from its place and the moon from its place. So now we have. Sun. We started with sun, okay, but we're going now expanding to just like in the first bracha, heavenly bodies in general. We got the sun, we got the moon. Umeir la ulam kulo uli shebara harachamim, and giving light. So now we have just like hamayir la'aretz, which we're going to go into the next line, right? You give light to the entire world and its inhabitants which you created, Shebara, again, one of the three verbs having to do with creation, Bimidat Rachamim. The attribute of Rachamim, I think here, probably doesn't refer to Bara, God's compassion, wasn't that God created, but it refers to Meir, right? God's compassion refers to the fact that God gives light. If God didn't give us light, We'd all be sitting in the dark all the time, and that would be a horrendous thing indeed. So I think the ra- God's rachamim here is about that God is me'ir, not bara, I think. You can do a whole midrash about, you know, creation, midad Hadin and midad ha Did God create the world with the attribute of justice or the attribute of compassion? Uh... So I'll leave you to do that midrash, but everyone follows the flow, right? Hold on a second, right? So we have we have God. You created everything. You open the. You're opening the curtains. Okay, you're opening the skylight, and then we see the light. And the light uh, is come. The light embodies your. The light and the fact that you are illuminating our world is um, an embodiment of God's. Compassion, God's rachamim for us. Larry, you're muted. Okay, yeah. Sorry, I want to go back to the beginning, if you don't mind, for just a second. Okay. Make an observation and then a question. Observation: The beauty of those of that short the short lines. Yeah. Where you have an inversion from the beginning to the end of subject and object. Okay. The subject is Hakol, and the object is God. Yeah. Right. Think you yeah. A kol yishabehu muha yeah. Enkados karinoy a kol irumuha sela yotser hakol. So it's it suddenly reverses the object and the subject yeah. It's the object that actually then um, creates uh, yeah yeah all nice right so all praise you. The implication is because you are the creator of, of that, that all. all. Uh huh. My question is, yeah. why is it in the bracha before it's oseshuam at her hakol? Now, I it's a different verb. It's not boré, it's, not, it's, not it's yotzer. But why does the answer take a, a, a preposition? Why does it not have et as the mark of the direct object here? Uh, I don't know the answer. I suspect it has something to do with rabbinic Hebrew versus biblical Hebrew. So you'd have to know, because again, the next, because the opening line is from Isaiah, it's biblical, whereas the essay is presumably written by someone during Talmudic times, so you'd have to know, you'd have to, uh, I don't know enough rabbinic Hebrew to answer your question, but I don't want to dwell on it, but it's a good, que- it's a good note. Okay. Then we have, then we go into the, yeah, Alan. Yeah. Um, just a question about when you said that Midat Rachamin, uh, what is it, what does the Rachamin refer to? Could it not refer to the Yoshva to the to the people, to the, your inhabitants that were created, Rahmin? Um r- Right. So the question is, is it right? It was, what's, what is the embodiment? The, the line is saying, there is some, I am seeing some evidence that God is compassionate. So there's two possibilities in the line. One possibility is, that you created the inhabitants but by means of rachamim that's the embodiment of your compassion the other possibility is that it's hameir b'midat harachamim right so those are the two possibilities is creation evidence of your rachamim or is the fact that you turned the lights on evidence of your rachamim so I'm arguing for the second one but it certainly could be either one I'd like to point out that an, uh, uh, supporting my argument that it's about this, it's about um, uh, the compassion is that God turned the lights on is the next line, which is then the same as now we go into the same as the weekday. You give light to all the inhabitants compassionately, every day renewing the act of creation. So that's just the same as the weekday. Um give me one second, because I want to have weekday in front of me so I can be clear on what's the same and what's different. Okay. So only that line is the same. Oh, so far, only that line is the same. Then we have um uh, give me a second. This is the same as weekday. The little poem. Okay. So that all of that is just a quote from the weekday. Then we go back into another section that's different for Shabbat. Another little poem. Again, all of these things um, are. We have various little poetic parts, and we talked about at length about, you know, why uh, the poetry, for those who weren't here, the reason is because the heavenly beings are sometimes envisioned as a choir singing praises of God. So we have little bits and pieces in this bracha of us being like a choir. We're saying little poems or songs. So here's another one. <speaking> There's no one like you, there's no one like you, there's no one like you, there's no one like you. Four different ways. Okay. And then the poet unpacks each one of them at length. Ein ker kecha, there is none like you. By the way, erech means value. Value. Right. So, there is none like you, Hashem. The first line, it's the, 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 the unpacking is, why would you say the same thing four different ways? The answers are not therefore they're not for the same thing four different ways. They're four different things. There is none like you, Hashem, in this world. There is none other than you, O oh, our ruler, in life after death, the chayeh olam haba. There is none other than you, our redeemer, in the days of the Mashiach. And, there's none comparable to you, O our Savior, li hametim, at the time of the resurrection of the dead. So, the implication is that these are, let's call it, four different times or four different phases of existence. It's interesting because I always thought olam haba would come after Yomot HaMashiach, but I guess maybe not. I guess if you go to olam haba after you die... Then Olam Habak comes before Yemot Hamashiach. Okay, so basically we're saying there's none like you, God, in this world or in the next world. <laughs> okay, so we have a little poem saying there's none like you now in this li- in this life, in the afterlife, in Messianic times, at the resurrection time. Avi uh, has a class, right? Um. And then the question is, okay, I think I'm going to try to respect time and not do Ella Adon today, because that's going to take too long to do. Um, we'll do that next time, but I will finish with a little, what's the opposite of a four-spice? Dessert. Here's the dessert. It's for Jeff Gottesman, who said last time, I never realized that the hosts of heaven means God's army. So I thought back, I remember learning something about this once. And I couldn't remember what I learned. And it had to do with, like, how can host mean an army, but host also means you come over to my house for Shabbos and I serve you a meal and pour you wine. How can host mean both of those things? So I went to, you know, the the OED, the Oxford English Dictionary, which is probably online, except I have the compact two-volume one that you have to look at with a a magnifying glass and then another magnifying glass to see anything. So here's the story. H-O-S-T-I-S, hostess... H-O-S-T-I-S, hostis, in Latin, means enemy. And that's how it gets to mean army. That's how we have the word hostile, like hostile, H-O-S-T-I-L-E. Okay? Um, But then, eventually, it can mean any kind of army, even your army, not an enemy army. And that's why Hashem's tziva'ot, or Hashem's heavenly bodies who are imagined as God's armies, Um, that's why God is the God of hosts and hosts in English also gets to mean multitudes, right? Just like, by the way, you said you could say, even though originally host means an army, you could say, I've got a host of problems, right? So because army is a big multitude, it can thus secondarily get to mean a multitude. Same way like the word legion I thought of, right? Legion means like some division of the Roman army, but we can say like, oh, that Instagram star has legions of followers. It doesn't mean they're an actual army. Make sense? Um, Which also which made me wonder, by the way. The King James Bible, 1611, did the tra- was the translator thinking that the sun, moon, the stars, all the heavenly beings, was, they, was the translator thinking, is that God's, are they God's actual army or does it just mean God's multitudes? I'm not sure about that. Which also got me thinking, even in Hebrew, Hashem tziva Ot, does it always mean God's army or could it also mean God's multitude? By the way, the other thing that is referred to as a tsa'va in Biblical Hebrew are the Levites in the book of Numbers. So they go from age 30 to 50. They go out to, it's called tzavah ha'avodah, which means a work troop. Right? So it kind of means an organized group of people who have a particular mission. But then I thought, well, how does, well what does that have to do with having someone over to your house. So the answer to that is there's a different word in Latin, hospice, H-O-S-P-I-S, which means a guest, or to host a guest, and that's how we get the word hospital because originally hospitals were places that provided hospitality for travelers and then for the poor and then for the sick, okay? That's how hospital is connected to hospitality. Um, and in French, somehow, the word the word hospit H-O-S-P-T, the P somehow disappeared, and that's how we get the word host, meaning to host someone, all right, which is also the same as the word hotel, right? So to host someone is the same as the word hotel or hospital, and it comes from one Latin word and the lord of hosts and hostile armies comes from a different Latin word, even though in our English they both come to be H-O-S-T, but there's two different H-O-S-T's that come from two different Latin words that mean two different things. Jeff Gottesman, that was the appetizer for you. Thank you for that explanation. Okay. All right. Let me look in the chat. I know Rena said something about yeah, Rena. We are going to get to um, Rambam later when we get to El Adon because he talks about the, not the the poet of El Adon talks about the um, the things having intelligence. And then there's a um, we'll get to there's a a, a disagreement in interpretation of El Adon between Rambam and later more scientific rationalists about. Uh, one particular phrase We'll get to that when we get to El Adon Okay Thanks for coming Everyone have a good day And so next week we will start with El Adon So if you It's a warning if you did not have a Shabbat Siddur handy for this week You want to get it handy for next week You have been listening to another In our series of podcasts From Temple Beth Am A dynamic center for conservative Judaism In Los Angeles